When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. And welcome to CPTV, the nonstop pop show. And we will be discussing the B-sides from the Spice Girls' first album, Spice. If this is your first time joining us here at CTTV, Chris and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing on stage and recording in the studio to working with artist management and record labels. So we analyze artists and their discography from both the creative and business angles. So if you've made it this far, please subscribe to our channel, give us a like, or for our listeners, a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform would be very much appreciated. Yes. All right, so the 25th anniversary celebrations aren't over because we are back with part two of our Spice Girls Spice album review to talk about its B-sides. So as a reminder, Spice is the Spice Girls debut album released in September 1996, and it is one of the best-selling albums of all time. So along with the amazing 10-track album, which if you haven't seen our review, go check that out. There were exclusive B-side tracks included on the physical releases of all four singles released from the album. And with the release of the 25th anniversary version of the album, it is the perfect time to revisit them now. That's right. So please note that we have not included Feed Your Love in this episode. Uh, Why? Because we have dedicated a whole episode to the track. So definitely go check it out if you have not. And now we will go track by track and discuss the production, vocals, melodies, and lyrics and give our ratings for each song. So the first track we're going to talk about is Bumper to Bumper, which is the B-side to the Spice Girls debut single, Wannabe. This song was written by the Spice Girls and Andy Watkins and Paul Wilson of Absolute. The two of them are key collaborators for the group and co-wrote songs, including Who Do You Think You Are, Stop, and Too Much. So they are very important to the Spice Girls and their amazing yeah. catalog. But also, Kathy Dennis was also involved in this song. She is an amazing songwriter we've talked about on this channel before because she would go on to write songs, including Kylie's Can't Get You Out of My Head, S Club 7's Never Had a Dream Come True, and Britney's Toxic, to name a few. So, wow, iconic. Um, so, what do you think of Bumpa da Bumpa? Bumpa da Bumpa! This song is definitely. Um, interesting to say the least it's one of those songs where it's like I I like it on a casual kind of as a casual fan I can listen to it and kind of like okay cool 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 um like a diehard fan oh my I can see us being like oh my god this is great but I can see how it did not make the um, album as well um it definitely has that more obvious 90s R&B sound it's very smexy uh and using an analogy about cars to talk about you know intercourse it's not a brand new thing but their approach is, is one of my favorites right now um and i feel like it could have been on tlc's debut album um ooh, on the tlc tip so uh honestly i'm just saying i feel like people are going to notice i'm making that comparison a lot but yeah i like that there's a lot of sensual confidence oozing off of the track mm-hmm. um 
like I said, it's just listening to it kind of like, oh yeah, I can, I can kind of get jiggy with this. Uh, but it's not like super duper strong where it's like, wow, how come this didn't make it? Um, it's more energetic than Feed Your Love, that's for sure. Like Feed Your Love is definitely like the older, you know, more mature version. This one's more like playful and flirty. So I definitely like that aspect of it. Uh, I think uh, vocally, I thought it was interesting because it's very like, you know, not, not coquettish what's the word it's very <laughs> very sensual but I think what makes it kind of sweet is Emma taking the top harmonies and it gave it gave it a playfulness that I don't think would have been like there otherwise mm-hmm. uh and I like the line like don't tell us that we're dirty we're just being flirty I'm like oh yeah um but yeah it's, it's interesting to me that like this type of song didn't make the album but I can understand why it didn't you know yeah what about you yeah This song has grown on me a lot as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. I do still view it just as a sister to Last Time Lover. So I feel like when Mm -hmm. they were doing the album, it's kind of one or the other, really. And I do think Last Time Lover is better. So I agree with that choice. Um, But I do like the song a lot. I agree. It is very TLC. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I like the production. It's, It's funky. I like the electric guitar riff. Um, and, and I like all the little laughs and breaths and, and other just kind of vocalizations that they do in the background. It just adds to the depth mm-hmm. of, of the whole thing. Vocally, I agree. We get, we get a nice showcase of Mel B's lower tone with the verses. And it's just like a great combination of rasp and like sass and sexiness. And, and then yeah. while she's still doing her, you know, yelling and, and growling. <laughs> um also there's one layer in the bridges where she's also uses Mm. the growl um so if you listen to it there's one layer where she's also growling and i I think that's funny oh that's Um, nice (laughs) yeah i also think the use of mel c's voice in this was also really interesting um Mm -hmm. she sounds very kind of sweet and sentimental so kind of that just with jerry and mel b bearing being very kind of flirty and and kind of yeah digestive with their tones uh, and then emma <laughs> being the more playful sexy one mm-hmm. all of that like right. as a dynamic was fun like it just shows a great yeah. use of a group using their different vocal strengths and different abilities to kind of create this yeah yeah like their personalities are coming through in the vocals and the, the you know and the, even the lyric distribution you can tell like <laughs> I can't hear, I mean, I can hear Emma going, bumper to bumper, but it would sound kind of cute, right? <laughs> yes. Um, also, Emma, though, can I just say, Emma yes. doing the polova, polova. I love that. That's probably yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. part Pulova, of the whole song. Polova, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yes, again, playful. Loved it. Loved it. It's definitely cute. But regarding the uh, the production, I forgot to say, there's like the synth violins that come in in the chorus that kind of at add a nice little swelling uh and like mm-hmm. pun pun mildly no pun intended with the swelling part um but yeah <laughs> and I like the guitar strums throughout the verses and then like during the transition um like I said with Emma's little playfulness it's really nice uh so yeah I think this was uh one of the songs the first songs I actually heard um when we were doing research for this and I think it was a good way to kind of set the tone for mm-hmm. the b-sides for sure for sure so um how do you rate this I will give this an 8.5. How about you? I will give it an 8. Okay. Up next is the B-side for Say You'll Be There, Take Me Home. And it was written by the group and the Absolute Boys again, Andy Watkins and Paul Wilson. Uh, And this track was inspired by a shared moment of homesickness for the girls. They were all far away from their families and wrote about it, wrote 
the track about being away from home uh, where you feel the most comfortable and where you belong. And I have to say, honestly, from inspiration to performance, the lyrics kind of felt like they changed in meaning. You feel me? Like, I just feel like it wasn't very much like, I want to go home. Again, I could be wrong. Uh, Spice fans, what do y'all think? I'm very curious to know what the, the fans think because this song for me, I think based on the production and the lyrics, it's just something was a little like, I had a little bit of a dissonance going on. Like, I know what it's about, but I'm not getting that, right? So I couldn't really fully believe it. What about you? What did you think about everything? I actually disagree with that. Um, maybe because I am okay. a crazy Spice fan, but I think yeah. there is an aspect of homesickness that is like a darker, more internal yeah. thought of homesickness as opposed to a very sweet, like, oh, I wish I was home kind of vibe. I think this is the other side of homesickness. Uh-huh. So I actually think they wanted to go kind of more haunting with it, which is why the production mm. is the way it is. And I think uh-huh. if you look at the lyrics, like, yes, the chorus is just take me home. There's a place I'd rather be, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But like in the second verse, for example, um, Mel B mm-hmm. starts off questioning if she can like trust a stranger to be her home. And then Mel C and Emma mm-hmm. come in to kind of reassure her and also themselves that you can be your own home. So I think it was just kind of interesting, like way of they couldn't go home because they were working on their album. Yeah. And so they yeah. also, there's an aspect of, I wish I was home, but huh. also you guys are now my home. Oh, you know what? That is quite nice. Again, I- like I said, I had not known the existence of this B-side. And I feel like a lot of fans, even if you are a super a super fan, if you were a certain age or maybe you just didn't do enough research, you might have overlooked this, right? So if you're just listening to it, you might have gotten that. That may have not been the takeaway, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, back to what you were saying about the lyrics. I just think like, I think sonically, because it does sound dark, it, the, the, the strings are intense, right it comes it comes in it looms in it kind of is looming like a figure uh the the synth strings are really bold and coming like thunderclouds so i can understand that um the, and the saxophone is very like if you can just picture it you are in an alley not you but the saxophone players in the alley and there's a there's a street light shining on him you know very very like lonely right and it's I don't know I was just getting very like sensual like she's walking the streets and like noticing how life is just you know honestly again the production gives me more like um okay so I feel like the song was supposed to express I don't know some type of commentary on society like the instrumental sounds so pensive and I just again again and it all and the lyrics kind of like they're making love I don't get I don't know like I said it's very interesting to me in that sense because Jerry's lines are really abstract right it's like Mm -hmm. you know take it or leave it kind of vibe there's no place I call high no mainstream there's no happy medium no in between so for me I was thinking like she's saying hey like either we go there or we don't go there they're being home with you they're being like you know intimate with you Uh, you know what I'm saying so when I first heard it without knowing the background that was my first instinct and I think like, if the song was supposed to express that homesickness the little broody instrumental and like mysterious delivery uh didn't really translate that well uh you know even with the first verse like you're driving home and 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 the silver screen is giving me impressions of something like the first verse is very much like the movie is going this way should I go that way so I'm thinking like oh is she with someone are they with someone and expressing like should we cross that line I don't know Interesting. Yeah, I think, I don't think it has anything to do with romance. 
tick like thoughts this one um listen I don't agree I don't disagree at all I'm just saying like first listen it's just like oh again Spice fans if I'm wrong definitely let me know it's totally fine but that's just again that's just me instantly listening to it and just getting that kind of message that's interesting though so thank you I wonder if that's just because (laughs) we almost assume every song is about love at this point Oh, interesting. I mean, also, I'm also kind of a romantic person. After listening to the lyrics, I under I feel like I had a different understanding. And again, that's that perception, right? You listen to a lyric, whatever message you decide to take from it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, the artist yeah. may not feel like that's not what I meant. You'd be like, but I was feeling very much like understood, but you didn't understand me. Hmm. You know, so, <laughs> so again, like I said, this, yeah. And then the chorus, like you said, it is a little like, eh it's just the same kind of take me home take me home take me home um it's 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 meh but I guess for some people it's supposed to be like kind of like a vibe you know it's not a strong chorus but it's not terrible and again it goes back in with that sensuality like the way they were singing it doesn't give me sadness interesting because yeah I definitely don't get that like at all like I think it was more like you're sitting in a dark corner of your room by yourself like lost Mm. And I felt that it was like a very internalized, like soft vocal. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Like I said, but like I said, initial, initial listen was like, oh, it's very sensual. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I agree that the chorus is probably the weakest part of the song because I actually really mm. think the verses are, are beautiful in this. I want to give mm. a shout out to Victoria because she's barely in bumper to bumper. I love her part in the first verse. Um, This Uh kind of R&B tinged mid-tempo kind of like ethereal kind of vibe that that this song has is perfect for her type of voice. Um, So I just wanted to shout her out a little bit. Um, And then I love the middle eight with Jerry Mm -hmm. kind of doing her poetry (laughs) with that spoken word stylized vocal fry that, that with the yeah. accent I don't even know what kind of accent right. that is it's, just, it's awesome um mixed with yeah. Mel B singing very sweetly like on top um mm-hmm. I think that that mm-hmm. yeah that whole dynamic is really great in this song um but yes. also yeah. with the remaster of this song because it is on the 25th anniversary edition of the album I noticed Victoria mm-hmm. has these extra backing vocals in the final chorus that are like really beautiful so look out for that next time you listen to it um <laughs> anyway what do you rate this one um, with this new found um per uh, meaning, yeah. So with this newfound meaning behind the song, for me, it's newfound. <laughs> um, I think I'll give this song a uh, I'll give it an eight. Okay, I will go eight point five. The third track we're going to talk about is "One of These Girls," which is the B side to the album's third single, "To Become One." This song was again written by the group and the Absolute Guys. And Mel C has recently revealed that this was one of the earliest songs that they recorded and that the lyrics are about celebrating the differences between each member. Also, the music was inspired by Sesame Street, which I love that that was their influence. That's hilarious. Um, And yeah, the girls did sing the track a cappella in many of their first promotional appearances as well. So what do you think of one of these girls? Oh yeah. So um the, the instrumental of the of the song is very jovial and more innocent than the song itself seems to be. Um and again, here I am with my little like sex conspiracies at this point. Um so <laughs> there is some speculation. I've been I was going around, we were doing some research for this thing, and some people think that this song is about self-stimulation. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. Right, right, 
Right. Again, a lot of the stuff that I'm saying is not just unfounded. Okay. Some of this is like from comments I've been reading around. I'm like, these are Spice fans. They're like, oh yeah. Is this song, is the first verse about Emma and then the second verse about, and I, I looked, I'm like, no, I, I didn't comment anything back, but it's just interesting because there is a roll call nature that introduces each girl with a statement and then a contradiction in nature, um, of their nature, excuse me. And then like, based on the lyrics, I get the sense that the song feels more flavor of the month than anything like, oh yeah, we're being sensual. And I don't know why people are thinking that, but I mean, I I liked it. It was cute. And it's a nice introduction track. Not the strongest to say, hey, here I am. And here I am considering, you know, wannabe where it has that rap where it introduces all the members very effectively, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I just like the idea, like you think you have, you think you can, wait, you think you can have one, but which one? They all have something a little, you know, spicy. So I like that. Um, But yes, vocally, I think it's nice to listen to them singing in harmony like this, especially with the acapella that you um, uh, showed us. Victoria, when she takes lower notes, it sounds so good. And it, it, it really kind of breaks my heart because pop back in the day was never focused on like the altos, like me, you know what I'm saying? But like every time she sings really low, it sounds good. So I really appreciate that she was taking that bottom note in the chorus. And um, I like the tambourine that's going off in this instrumental. <laughs> um, it reminds this song kind of reminds me of something like that's like sixties inspired, like the groove is in the heart on Sesame Street. Like you know that gives me that whole vibe. I'm getting the cheese, but I'm also getting the kind of funk that they're known yes. for. So it's nice to hear this. Um, and they're like, there's like this interesting synth thing Uh, not my favorite sound but it does kind of go throughout the chorus not my favorite sound but it's it's there uh and um i like the talking bit after the bridge it's interesting again because i feel like they're in on something that the rest of us aren't it's like oh do they know Mm -hmm. and then even them kind of like mooing and mm, throughout the song i can understand why some people are like what is this song about? Again, the sex conspiracies come through. It's like, what is this song actually about? Like, is there a hidden meaning? I don't think there is one, but I mean, there could be. I don't know. We all know wannabe is actually about sex, right? So, right. you know, wow. so I don't know. I again, maybe it's just because I've been a fan of them since I was a child. So, like, I didn't yeah. read too deeply. I didn't think mm-hmm. about these songs in that way, I guess. Um, yes. But even now reading the lyrics and stuff, I don't see that, but maybe. Um, I would say- <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> I do. I think this song is such an interesting track because, because mm. it was one of their earlier songs. I think a lot mm. of people who don't know them or know kind of their story, think that the whole individuality and kind of characters that they had was a marketing yeah. tactic. But yeah. this song just shows that they were not. Like they knew from yes. the beginning- that they were all different and they emphasized mm-hmm. and embraced that individuality. And so mm-hmm. this is just so interesting because this song feels like it's so authentic to them. It feels untouched yeah. by the label. It feels untouched by like a ton of vocal producers and things. Like it just yeah, sounds like commercial the girls just, and- yeah, yeah, like it just sounds like yeah. the girls are having fun with each other in the studio. So while it's not like the strongest song, it's fun. It's honest. Yeah, yeah it's and honest. it feels very authentic yeah. to them as as just a group mm-hmm. of friends. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I think with the way the verses were arranged, I, I actually kind of, I like the kind of going back and forth that you mentioned. Yeah. And I like the mm-hmm. use of I and me versus she. Like, it's like, 
who are you thinking yeah. about? Like now you're thinking about yourself and then yeah. now you're thinking about her. And like, I, I felt like that yeah, was really contradicts fun. is cute. Yeah. 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 And that the lines for each girl are, for, are so perfect. Like Jerry sings yeah. about being naughty and cheeky. Victoria sings mm-hmm. about being proud in her clothes. Um, yeah. So it's just like so perfect for them. Like no one else yeah. could sing this song, you know? Yeah. Right. So it's bespoke I, to them. Yeah. yeah. So I find that just kind of amazing that they were able to do that in one of their first songs. And yeah, and yeah, I think I agree. I love the tambourine because they are going <laughs> off. Um, and I've noticed just from listening to all of these in a row that the Absolute guys, they really like the balance of electric guitar and synths. And there's yeah. always an interesting use of both of those in tandem or not in tandem mm-hmm. in all of the production of all of these songs so far. So yeah, just kind of thought that was interesting. So yeah, what okay. do you rate this song? Uh, I'll actually give this one a 7.5. Okay, I will go, I'll I'll go eight. Next song is a Sleigh Ride. So a Sleigh Ride about sex too? No, <laughs> With To Become One being released in December 1996 to vie for the Christmas number one, the girls also included a cover of this Christmas classic on the To Become One single. And uh, yeah, Sleigh Ride, um... This one's interesting because this is a version that was produced by the legend that is Richard Biff Stannard. And we mm. all know who that is, right? And a shorter version was later included in a few Christmas compilations that cut out some of the talking and the banter in the beginning and end of the track. I like the speaking bits in the middle for in the beginning and toward the end. I think it's interesting because I wonder what would have happened if we could have had like a TLC spice moment back in the 90s because talking bits and R&B seems to be this groups, these two groups like favorite pastime. Um, But I do have to say, no offense to Biff, but the drum machine is so meh. (laughs) It's just like, it sounds like a karaoke track it does definitely honestly the whole session kind of feels like a karaoke track like it literally feels like you're in the studio with these girls all screaming at each other and being silly you know and just banter and then just kind of one by one they're okay like emma go go it's your turn like record it once okay like next next like (laughs) that's what this whole thing feels like but i think that's part of the brilliance of it that it is kind of just very rough <laughs> um it's almost too rough because some of these vocals i was ooh, like some of these vocals yeah. are rough emma sounds great Hello. but the rest of them yeah she mm. and jerry <laughs> yeah. i don't think even is jerry even in the vocal like she doesn't even try <laughs> <laughs> she was like no i'm not not doing this yeah no no no, no. but um <laughs> i think mel b's is oh gosh she's like it's lovely weather for us say right together with you <laughs> I don't even know. It just started getting like gradually flat. Like either she ran out of air. I don't know, but it was just so bad. Oh man. Can I just say also Victoria screaming that Father Christmas doesn't exist, Mel. Oh my God. That's my favorite part of the whole song. It's so funny, (laughs) especially because their fans are like all kids. So the fact that they put that in there, oh man, so so right. You know what? You know what? I think I like this. This might be, this might like be up there with my favorite Christmas song right now. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm totally joking. (laughs) But I like that they were kind of honest. Like it's kind of just sarcastic at this point. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas, mish, mish, you know. Don't stay up yeah. too late. Uh, you know, I think it was kind of fun. Um, I do. Yeah, I they weren't say taking this, it I do too like, seriously. Right, right. And I do like the saxophone transitions in between each um, verse, I do believe. Yeah, that was fun. But again, nothing too like spectacular about this. And 
back to TLC, they actually have another song called Slay Ride. And it's not a cover. It's just called Slay Ride. Um, right. And that one, that one's, that one's fun. So I, I invite you all to listen to that while we're still in the whole wintry spirit. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you rate the song? I gave it a, a seven. I'll give it a seven too. Honestly, that probably is a little high, but they're so charismatic in it that, that yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right, I agree. Mm. Last B-side for Spice is Baby Come Round, Mel C's solo demo. That's right. So it's the B-side to, <laughs> it is the B-side to Mama slash Who Do You Think You Are, double A-side single. And it was written by the Spice Girls and like all other B-sides, the Absolute Boys. And did I mention that this was a Mel C demo? Because, <laughs> like, hey, love, listen, listen, if the group doesn't work. Let's be real, talk. though. Could any of the <laughs> other ones actually sing this song? Probably not. Like, if you imagine just the other ones no, trying to right. sing these verses or lead this chorus, it doesn't work. So Mel C yeah. killed it. Um, I've said in a previous video, I love when Mel C sings kind of this more laid back R&B because I think her tone is so interesting and it's so perfect for it. Um, and yeah, just a great balance of like, being emotional, but also seductive. Cause this one actually is mm -hmm. about sex. <gasps> Finally, <laughs> you've been waiting for that. No, no. <laughs> People are going to be like, what's up with this girl? <laughs> this song is interesting. Yeah. I often forget about this one, to be honest, in the Spice Girls discography. Um, Cause it really doesn't fit in it. Like it's quite an outlier. Um, in yeah. addition to having only one member pretty much lead the whole song, which already was quite rare for them, um, just sonically right. and just the vibe of it is just like, I don't know, it's not very unique. Um, there's not that much personality in it. So yeah, this is just kind of one that I don't really think about. But to be honest, though, I am very annoyed they didn't include it in the 25th anniversary release because I wanted like the complete Complete you know, they package, needed to like yeah. complete the era and the fact that they missed yeah. this out and bumper to bumper out, it just like annoys me. So girls, please do not do that for Spice World. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. What do you think of this song? You're so funny. Um, first of all, if I were one of the girls, I would sit there and I wouldn't want one of the members demo on. But no, um. I think the song is interesting because it's like about getting that old thing back, right? Super relatable. Um, or is it? I don't know. But it's, it's interesting because it's like, oh, you know, one hit wonder. And you know what the funny thing is? When I first heard this song and I heard that line, I thought, oh, wow. This might be like a song about them. <laughs> Not about sex, actually. <laughs> Literally. I was like, oh, wow. You know, they don't want to be, they don't want to be known as just one hit wonders. But then I heard the rest of the song. I was like, oh, it's about sex. Yes. I knew it. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, as the song progressed, I realized, but those first couple of lines, I was like, yeah, they're not one hit wonders. Look at them calling the haters out. No, it's not about haters. Um, it's about a lover. In fact, um, you know, baby come around to my way of loving. And I'm like, oh, interesting. So if whatever, the, whatever happened in this relationship, if it didn't work out before it can be worked out, you know, because each party has matured and and, you know, interesting. Can... I was thinking more like one night stand versus, you know, like one hit wonder, one night stand, but like she doesn't want it to be that. Yeah. I don't think it's like even relationship. I think it's just like, just I don't like, want this bang, to be a one time thing. Um, but yeah, no, um, Mel's solo singing into the harmonies of the first verse is nice. Um, I love Victoria on the lows of these, these harmonies. And of course, you have Emma 
on the high. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so satisfying to hear because they do have a really nice blend. Like you said, they have different personalities and a lot of people think it's a gimmick, but when you have girls who are that different and still can understand that, hey, we need to be a unit and make it sound really good. Like I get with mixing and all the other stuff. <laughs> but even without the mixing, when they perform acapella or perform live, you could see that the vocal, vocal chemistry was there. And they really did choose who would take what which parts very carefully and I appreciate it. Um, like you said, who else could have sang this song, right? Um, I think the harmonies and the choice of who sang them made it more enticing. Um, and I love that when the chorus comes in, there's this really fun grooves that groove that eases the tension set up by the first uh, uh, verse. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really interesting. Um, and the chords kind of just play throughout the rest of the song. And of course, we get this awesome rap from um, Mel B, which again bothers me because when they get to for- forever, it's like they did all this R&B before. What happened? And this one, I think Jerry's not even on the song. So this could have easily just been reworked and put on forever and it'd be better than a lot of that album anyway. Um, I agree. I think production-wise, the absolute guys did a great job again. I think there's kind of just enough energy in it to kind of keep it light and still have a good groove. Um, And I think they made some interesting choices on like when to pull back in the song as well. Uh, And like when to take out certain things just to kind of keep Mm -hmm. it interesting, I guess, throughout the whole song. Yeah, and I agree. Emma and Victoria sound great on these backing vocals, for right? sure. And I love the layering love in, in the chorus. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Again, I, I, <laughs> I'm not in love with the whole just solo singing thing. But again, she sounds good. I, I always liked her singing R and B. Um, cause she, I think her tone is a mixed, very mixed tone. It's, it's that tone that I even have trouble hitting naturally. Like her voice is. Mm-hmm. I have to get there. Hers is naturally there. And it's great. So I really enjoy that for sure. So what do you rate this song? Um, okay. That being said, I will give it a 7.5. Okay. I'm going to go seven. This is my least favorite song from the Spice era. All right. So we're at our cut or keep section. So it is no secret that out of these, if I had to cut one, I would cut baby come round. Um, how about you? What would you cut? He's like, we're not doing this. No solo demos out here. <laughs> um, okay, I would probably cut um one of these girls. So I would cut it because Wannabe did a great job of doing the whole roll call and it did a great job of introducing their personalities. I feel like it's definitely stronger and that's definitely why it made it. Um, it's not bad, but eh, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. Which one would you keep? Okay, if I had to keep only one of these songs... I would mm. actually keep Take Me Home, I think. Ah. I think it adds the most kind of depth to the whole project as a whole, the whole era. Because uh-huh. um, I think kind of like Naked, it kind of shows yeah. like a little more- yeah. um, Like pensive writing, yeah. not just a little like, more hey, serious. we're girly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, how about you? Sure. Um, I would keep- uh, Bumpa to bumpa! <laughs> because it's, it's fun. And I think- um, or one of their little, you know, sexier jams. It's still fun, but it's definitely obvious what it is. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all that being said, um, what's next for them? Um, what are your overall thoughts? What do you think? Um, overall thoughts. I mean, this is a strong set of B-sides. Like, honestly, yeah. if they gave these songs to any other girl group, it, you know, they could probably turn it into a hit. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, these are how, that's how strong, like, their catalog is. So 
Um, yeah. Uh, for what's next? Obviously, it's the Spice World 25th anniversary next year. Yay! Um, I have very high expectations, which I know are unrealistic as a crazy fan. But in case someone <laughs> from their team is listening to this, Spice World, the movie needs a re-release and it should go on streaming, please. Yeah. The Spice World sure. tour. We know you recorded the Birmingham show audio. It is time to release it. Um, <laughs> or the full Istanbul show, because only some of the songs are on YouTube. So like something needs to happen with that. Yeah. And then for the wow. deluxe version of the album, first off, mm-hmm. please make it fully complete. Every B-side that has been released, <laughs> please should go on it. Um, I don't believe there's actually much from the vault during that era because they were filming mm-hmm. the movie at the same time. So basically anything yeah. that they like recorded ended up being released. So right, right. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm happily surprised, but my expectation yeah. on that, on like new things that no one has ever heard, I think my expectations are uh-huh. quite low for that. Um, yeah. But as I mentioned with the Spice uh-huh. album review, it is uh-huh. time to give Step To Me its moment. <laughs> it is time. This song is not Y'all, on streaming. He, he just pulled this time. He just pulled this album up. You know, it's not on streaming either. To Become One in Spanish. Yes, that should have been included yeah. on the deluxe version yeah. instead of the orchestral version yeah. that we already had. <laughs> yes. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Y'all saw that. Okay. For our listeners, you, he just pulled out this, this could just jewel case of stuff to me. This is amazing. <laughs> the exclusive Pepsi single, everyone. Wow. Yes. Again, honestly, I'm just here. I'm here to support you. I'm here to, to help make your <laughs> dreams come true at this point. This is great. I'm enjoying this. I'm learning at this point. This is like a, this is y'all. Listen, I've got nothing else to add for what's next. <laughs> he done all of it. Well, lastly, they I need to go on tour again, but I know tour, the world is a mess, tour, so yeah, I get that that can't happen yet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I, was, I was thinking tour too, but I was like, you know what? Go off, Chris. Go off. Again, I support everything you said. I'm, I'm here to make your dreams come true. I agree. Just the tour. Um, but yeah, I think this the, big, the B-sides, I can see why they're not on the album because the songs that did make it, honey, <laughs> woo. Mm-hmm. That's a solid album. But honestly, I think if I were to swap out a certain song, I Mama's okay. I would put Take Me Home on there. Just to oh, kind of, okay. yeah, honestly, if you want to talk about pensive track and like, you know, we have depth, I think that would be the one for me. But uh, yeah, I agree with you with everything you said. I think it's just more interesting because the more that is released, the longer their legacy can last. The more, as, as opposed to just, we have wannabe. Like let new generations know who they are beyond this one song because honestly, a lot of the, the, a lot of the music and stuff that we listen to now is highly influenced by them, you know, K-pop, regular pop, like the whole girl power thing. That's them. You mm-hmm. know, we had something like that here in, in America, but like something that made a huge splash like that. Can't think of it, but uh, you know, with all that being said, what do you all think about the B-sides from the Spice album? Did we miss something? I don't think we missed anything with this era, right? I don't Mm-mm. think so either, except the Spanish version of To Become <laughs> But yeah, totally. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Don't forget to like and subscribe for even more reviews from us. And for our listeners, give us a five-star rating and review on your preferred podcast platform. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Chan. And we are CCTV. Uh, bye. Bye.